the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. No! Not possible! Not possible! What is going on in right field? There's like seven or eight balls coming in here. Well, I take that back. There's about 40 this. balls coming there in There are here. balls coming from all over the place. Left field, center field, right field. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Dish from the Den starts now. Welcome back, listeners. Dish from the Den. We are in episode six. Mr. Jeff Seeker here again is your host, joined by Aaron Flam, Wyatt Jones of the Keenan View student body. Boys, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. You guys ready for a big episode today, boys golf? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. We uh, There's a lot of stuff going on at Canyon View right now. We have volleyballs in, in late season form, footballs in midseason. We have, you know, girls golf's got big events coming up, boys golf, cross country's got district meets, swimming's in district meet playoffs. It's it's really a fun, fun time to be involved in Canyon View sports. We hope our listeners go check out some of the teams, support the teams. If you see the folks around campus, students, teachers, athletes, please wish them well. Today, though, we're going to stick to boys golf. We are joined by two very special members, Coach Nick Fardeen, who is also an English coach on campus, and sophomore Trent Van Meter. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well. good, pretty good. Oh, man. You guys have had, I know, a big week. Uh, you had a, a, a match the other day, um, and I think I believe you have one more before you kind of figure out the state playoffs. Coach, can you just kind of talk about where you stand right now in the standings? What's what's next for you guys? Sure. So uh, the team is playing really well. Uh, last year when they finished the season, they finished ranked number 30. Uh, currently we're ranked 18, so we're in the top 20, and we definitely have an opportunity to finish in the top 15. The problem is with Arizona golf, they only take the top 12 teams. Um, so I don't know if making the States as a team this year is going to be doable. Um, but we kind of have the approach where the last two to three weeks, we have already been preparing for next season um, because we're very young. Uh, two of my freshmen and two of my sophomores make up our top five. So next season, we're not rebuilding, we're just reloading. Um, as far as states go, uh, our number one, Chase Cooper, he is a sophomore. Um, they take the top 18 players. Uh, he's currently ranked at 21 or 20. Uh, but if he plays well tomorrow, uh, we definitely think he has a legit chance to go to Tucson. And that's big for, for Trent, for you, what's been the biggest difference? Like with last year, coach said you have gone from, you know, basically 30 jumped up, you know, what, 15 or so spots in the rankings. Like what's the biggest change from freshman to sophomore year? Yeah, well, first of all, we got a new coach, Mr. Fardine, which he's helped us. He's helped us a lot with putting like drills together at practice and everything and just doing stuff in the off season to get better, working on swings, getting stronger. Did, did, your, did your season start? normal for you guys or coach were you able to get in and work with these guys you know with COVID and everything happening and just the delays like what 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 did you come in doing yeah so um we were able to start and have a pretty good amount of time to get ready um definitely shout out miss hudson on that she's been an awesome athletic director literally everything i've asked for her uh, she's done for us, um, which has made life a lot easier when you're a coach and you're in like a school system 
where like the athletic director actually knows about sports and can help you because I've been in other districts where that has not been the case. Um, it definitely helps us a lot. So we were able to start normal-ish, uh, but funny story, our first match, the wind was like 30 miles per hour. So that was fun uh, trying to watch the guys adjust to it. Um, but we definitely hit the ground running and uh, we have a lot of talent. 24 um, guys came out for the team and I originally was only going to keep 10, but I decided to keep 12 because we have really good team chemistry and we have a lot of guys that love the game and they love to work at the game and try to get better. Um, so it, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a really fun season to be honest. What are the golf practices like for you guys? Like, what are you actually able to do uh, with them? Like how much can you get in on a day-to-day -day basis with these guys? Uh, Trent, you want to go through that? Just tell them, you know, like what a normal day of practice is with, you know, the drills that we do and the scheduling and all that stuff. G give us a point of view from, <laughs> see if this stuff's working. Yeah. Um, so we usually we get to practice around like 350. We scan into the QR code and then from there coaches, we all have our mask on coach talks to us what we're going to do during the day. We usually start with putting. We go to start putting, get some drills in and then we'll head over to the range, work on um, all our different clubs that we use. And then after that, we'll start chipping and then sometimes we'll go out and play a few holes. Go ahead, coach. Go ahead. What is the next step for the program, for this program? So that's a good question, Aaron. Uh, the next step for the program is just continuing uh, to grow in any ways that we can. So for example, we have money in our account um, and we are definitely looking to get new uniforms. Um, we're looking to get some golf shoes, anything that can help us. Um, you know, this year, because I was a new coach, I didn't want to come in, you know, like a bulldozer and just kind of, you know, my way or the highway. So little by little, I tried to test the guys, uh, see how their commitment was, see how their mental toughness was. Um, and now after a full season, I realized that I can be hard on them. Um, I can be critical of them. Um, you know, I'm sure Trent will admit sometimes I can be a little scary, but it's because I push them to be better. Um, so now that I know that, you know, I'm not going to hurt their feelings and they trust me and they know that I have, um, you know, great intentions for their individual and team success. Uh, I definitely plan on continuing to push them, setting different standards. Also me personally, um, I take lessons now. So this way I have my own golf coach. So, uh, my golf coach helps me be a better golf coach, uh, with the guys. That's good. Do you, coach, do you ever get out there and hit with them? Or what does that look like? Yeah, so I will go out and hit with them sometimes. But I'll be honest, like, I'm really fortunate. Um, these guys are good. They're really legit. Uh, Chase Cooper is going to end up being good enough where he could play D2, D1 college. Um, and he's got that fiery attitude where he wants to go out and he wants to dominate. And seeing him do that as a 15 or 16-year-old sophomore it's really fun to watch. And then Trent, um, he's my best natural athlete. Um, we call him Bam Bam because he hits really hard. Um, and he's never taken a golf lesson in his life. And he's already the number 18 best sophomore in the state. So I'm really hoping that he dedicates himself um, and takes lessons over the offseason 
because he's legit as well. Um, I have two freshmen who have played every match except one or two, uh, uh, DJ Morris and uh, Landon Balin. Uh, and these kids are way better than me, to be honest. Um, me and Trent, we had a little put putting competition, and he bit he beat me six to zero. Um, so, you know, I am definitely a beginner. What I've noticed is it's been very easy for me to learn about golf and coach golf, but it's obviously the hardest sport to play. Uh, and then I just want to give a shout out to my my fifth guy, He's the old guy, uh, Colin Well. Uh, he works harder than anyone on my team. So if we have like a three o'clock match, Connor's uh, Colin is drenched in sweat because he's already been working out for like an hour. So um, these guys are way better than me. So the way it looks like is I do my best and then they just absolutely crush me. Trent, how did you get into golf then if you had never really taken lessons, never played much before? Yeah, so um, I've been playing baseball for a while and then it was actually, we went to a, a tournament in Flagstaff and with my dad, we went and played golf for the first time and I didn't have clubs or anything. And it, it was like super fun. I was like, man, I really want to do this. So freshman year, there's golf team. And I was like, you know, I'll try out. Hopefully, hopefully I'll make it and just see how it goes. And then I did all right. I didn't play in every match freshman year, but I had a lot of fun and then started playing a little bit more during the off season, came back and then made it again and just how it's been is it a lot different like what's the biggest adjustment swinging a baseball bat in a golf club oh yeah so with the golf club it's like you're going down like a different plane so just keeping it like straight and like a baseball you have to keep it straight flat so just making an adjustment with your arms like going down just to keep the ball straight in golf which i struggle with sometimes but i try um, Trent, is there any competitive, um, people in practice usually very competitive people? Uh, yeah, we all, we're all competitive. Um, we usually do uh, a few matches like against each other, see who plays in the match and we take it just like a normal match. We're playing a different school. We all go out there, try our hardest and try to beat everyone. But at the end, we're a team and we all know we're, we got, we're all good. Do you guys ever compete against the girls team? Cause I know you got like Chase's sister, Mackenzie, is one of the better golfers on the girls' team. DJ's uh, sister, Abby, who I know very well, is is one of the stronger girls golfers. Any any friendly rivalries there? Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we just – last week we played a little bit against each other, and usually we'll see each other at practice sometimes, and we'll talk a little bit of trash to each other, but it's all fun. <laughs> yeah. What, what does golf trash look like sound like? Like I, like I come from – we talked about this last week on our podcast, actually. I come from more, you know, like football, basketball – baseball where it's you know it's different like i think basketball just kind of happens but what is like what are like what is like golf trash you know like what what does it look like um so we'll be on the course and we'll be we'll talk about each other's scores and stuff sometimes and we'll like mess with each other and like someone hits a bad shot we like oh good shot right there or something <laughs> just perfect, mess with each other perfect so. example would be yesterday uh i took them to uh golf club of australia because it's a harder course and I wanted them to take notes and get ready for our real match tomorrow. So we kind of scouted the course. And I put my top three together. And, you know, my top two are Chase and Trent. And Trent didn't have a good day, to say the least, yesterday. So he's asking Chase, he's like, 
you know, uh, man, I, I must be so over par right now. And Chase goes, yeah, you're probably about 25 or 30 and starts laughing at him. And Trent goes, no, seriously, how far am I? And, and Chase goes, dude, I don't have enough fingers to count. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and they didn't know that I was right around the bend. Uh, so I was literally laughing out loud. Um, and then real quick, just to backtrack, because I want to give Coach Jones a shout out. Um, he's made my life so much easier as a first year coach. I mean, talk about a guy who knows the sport, uh, knows how to coach the sport, but then goes out of his way to help uh, another team. Um, a friendly rivalry is, is definitely the way that I would say it because he has competitive girls as well. I mean, you mentioned Abby and Kenzie. I mean, they're, they're outstanding. They're beasts on the golf course. It's fun to watch how fiery they can get and how well they play. Um, so we are the girls golf team. We're their biggest fan by far. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Coach Jones is a great, I've, I've known him for a number of years. He actually taught my kids uh, in middle school back in the day and now he's here and, and it's, it's awesome. He's a great guy to have on campus. And I know they have uh, for all our listeners out there, they have a big golf uh, state championship coming up next week, I believe on Monday and Tuesday, or maybe it's Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but down in, uh, down in Tucson. So doing big things for them. Um, th that's all the questions we have about the golf team. We'd love for you guys to, uh, to stick around and play a little game right now. Um, why you got the questions queued up? Yes. You're ready to go. Yes. So they ready. <laughs> we're going to find out. So how, how this kind of started guys, the, the game is called that sure obscure. And so what we try to do is come up with the most random, uh, facts about your sport that we can find again, why it spends how much time? Why hours, hours and hours digging through? Yeah, this, this maybe took around two hours to get these questions. Okay, well, two hours, twenty minutes. It's you know, it's it's neither here nor there. But uh, these are some obscure golf trivia facts that Wyatt's going to spit out at you. Um, you guys can just chime in. First one to answer gets a point. Uh, there, you can steal points. You know, you don't have to wait. Just the first one to shout it out is good. Are these are these all uh, A B C D? What do we got this week, right? Uh, we got a couple of multi, uh, multiple choice and some just call out the answer. All right, guys. So we are going to play That's Sure Obscure. Well, that's obscure. Let's start it off with question one. What pro golfer has a refreshing beverage named after them? I'm Collins. Do you have a guess? No, I have no idea. It's Arnold Palmer. My bad. Arnold Palmer. There you go. Arnold Palmer. Tom Collins, I think, is the alcoholic version of that drink, I believe. Yeah. No, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we're doing high school. <laughs> yeah. Arnold Palmer. There's actually a great uh, ESPN like commercial with Arnold Palmer in, in, mm -hmm. the, in the cafeteria. It's a great commercial. Yeah, it's with Scott Van Pelt. I love that one. Yep. Off to question two. What color of shirts is Tiger Woods famous for? Red. Red. That is correct. Two nothing. Trent, you got to pick it up here. Oh. Dude, I'm I don't know three. Off and you're going to lose to me. <laughs> I don't know either. All the guys, all the guys are going to hear it at practice today. So. <laughs> Number three, multiple choice. What golfer was known as the Golden Bear? A, John Daly, B, Jack Nicholas, C, Ben Hogan, D, Phil Mickelson. Well, you're going to go with A. Gutter, didn't you? I know. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with A. Who's A? 
what was John Alley? All right, I'll, yeah. I'll be different. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Hogan. Neither of you were unfortunately correct. It was B, Jack Nicholas. Oh, he's only the greatest golfer of all time, so that's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, not a no, not a multiple choice. Who won the match? Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson in 2018. I think Phil won. Yeah. Phil did win. So, there you go, Coach. I'm a big Phil Mickelson fan. He's from – well, he's from well. I guess he's originally from San Diego, but then he he went to ASU, so he's got a lot of local ties. So I've been following his career. The for only golf I know is Tiger Boy, Tiger. <laughs> well, that's why you're not playing, Aaron. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, multiple. No, it's not a multiple choice again. Sorry. What is the most famous hole number that holds up to twenty thousand fans at the Waste Management Open held in Scottsdale each year? Seventeen. What sixteen or seventeen? I think. Well, you got to pick one, buddy. You can't just. You got to pick one. Um, we'll do. We'll go with. Seventeen. All right. If he's gonna go with seventeen, I'll go with sixteen. It's called the sixteenth hole. <laughs> you had it, Trent. It was right there for you. Right there for you. I the know. Pick. Trent, I was gonna guess nine at first, so thanks for giving me the right answer. <laughs> You know, so we're at what we're at my scorekeeping. We're at four nothing. Coaches up. We have how many more questions, Wyatt? Well, I think um, we have three regular questions and we got a tiebreaker, but so Trent, yeah, you'd have to run the table here to catch up. So, so, then, no so Wyatt, we don't need the tiebreaker. You can put that away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six. What is Tiger Woods' real first name? Oh dude. I know his dad's name. I don't know his first name. What is Tiger Woods' real name? Um, you know what? I feel bad for Trent, so I won't Google it. <laughs> I'll just say I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know either. What is it, Aaron? Or what? It is Eldrick. Oh, that's it. Dude, there is no way I'm getting that. I knew Earl. I, I'm 99% sure his dad's name. So. Yeah. All right. This next question. What is the maximum number of clubs you are allowed to carry in your golf bag? A, 14, B, 10, C, 12. A, 14. 14. Yeah, I got it. There we go. With confidence. On the board now. You're on the board. (laughs) Is another multiple choice? Two are correct. I'm not going to tell you, obviously. A score of three under par is also known as A, double eagle, B, albatross, C, albatross, D, penguin. Albatross. A, A and B. And double eagle. A and B. Double eagle and albatross. Do we need that last question? We don't. If you want to say it just for fun, you can, but we don't need it. Let's say it. Let's say it. Bonus question. In the golf movie Happy Gilmore, who was Happy's enemy? Uh, Shooter McGavin. And I know that because I look like Adam Sandler. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. <laughs> that's, that's a great movie. Absolutely great movie. I, I, do not, I did not see the resemblance, but now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, kind of. Oh, I, get, I get it all the time. <laughs> really? I could, I could kind of see it, yeah. Because I got a big nose and I'm not that good looking. <laughs> I would I would say that and uh, for me it's that and uh, Tin Cup, two greatest golf movies I've ever seen with Kevin Costner. So, 
Hey, Wyatt, can you do me a favor just before we go? Tell Trent the score. This way he, he can uh, write it. <laughs> the score. I wasn't keeping track, Seeker. I have it, yes. The score was Coach with a score. Of, well, are we giving Trent bo- bonus points for the, the Eagle and Albatross question? We or could. That first? Let's give yeah, one. yeah. Let's give, give one to each for that. Sure. I'm okay oh. with giving charity right. out. So what I what I have what I have on the board, coach got coach has five correct answers. Trent, you have two correct answers. So it's fine. It's fine. Trent, what do I tell you at least once a day? Um, uh, I don't even know. You're cut. I'm cut. Oh yeah, that you tell me that a lot. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I'll beat him on the golf course. That's all that matters. He will. He's lying. I gotta give him. I gotta give him credit. That's awesome. I love uh, I love the trash talking between head coach and student. nothing nothing quite like it. it's all we get as teachers. I think all, all we get is those little moments, you know, the little slices that can uh, hold over the students for a little bit. So great, great stuff. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on the podcast with us, uh, hanging out. Please to all our listeners, please go out and, and uh, support these guys. If you see them around campus, you know, shoot them an email, text, whatever. Congratulate them on a, on a great season, and we know you know bigger things are ahead for you guys uh, heading into next year. Cool. Thanks for having us. Trent, Thank good, you. Trent, good job today. I'll see you at practice. Thank you. Good. See cool. you too. In addition to the boys golf team that has a couple more matches this year, we also have a ton of other big time events coming up here at Canyon View. Aaron, what is on the schedule for this week? On the schedule for this week, girls golf team will be in the state um, state playoffs and Football um, will be their last varsity game at Basha at 7 p.m. It will be streamed on CBTV's YouTube page. Go check that out. And JVB is away at Independence High School Wednesday, November 4th at 6 p.m. And JVA is home against Sunny Slope on Thursday, November 5th at 6 p.m. Yeah, in addition to that, I know we have the girls golf team that's competing in the state championships. That's coming up uh, on November 2nd and 3rd which is huge for them. They're ranked right around fifth in the state, somewhere in that ballpark. So it's going to be a, a really cool time. Coach Jones, the crew over there, he's got five, taken five golfers down, and they're hoping to do some some really big things, really starting to grow that program, which is awesome. Awesome to see, especially, you know, here at Canyonview, we don't have seniors. So these athletes are competing against upperclassmen. You know, a lot of times these teams are made up with mostly freshmen, sophomore, some juniors. And so it's a really, really exciting time for us. And that highly recommend checking out that football game, Basha. They are allowing students into the stands, but you need to get tickets ahead of time. You cannot just show up. Uh, Last game, I know our first home game last week against Tempe, the game was sold out uh, before kickoff. So please, if you want to go to that game, you're planning on going to it, get your tickets on GoFan.com. Boys, it's time for our favorite section, at least my favorite section, Hopefully, it's your favorite section. Hopefully, really more importantly, I hope it's our listeners' favorite section. But it is, what did I miss? So in What Did I Miss, we give you some stories from around the world of sports that you may not have heard about or maybe you did hear about. But we're going to break it down a little bit more here like only Dish from the Den can do. So, Aaron, let's start with you. What do you got for us? Well, I got this, and I was surprised by this. So Antonio Brown has signed with the Bucks to reunite with Tom Brady. And also Des Bryant just signed yesterday with the Baltimore Ravens. But what I'm worried about for the Bucks is how is Tom Brady going to deal with this offensive team when 
him and Bruce Arians are um don't like each other at all. They don't they are not they don't correlate with each other. So I wonder how that's gonna work out. But but for the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like Des Bryant's a perfect fit for them. He I feel like he was wasting his talents in Dallas. He could have done so much more, and I feel like him being on the Ravens will change his career a little bit more. And because he's got a good quarterback, he's got a good defense, good offense. So I feel like he's gonna change the Ravens and he's gonna have a good rest of his career. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I don't buy into the whole narrative of Arians and Tom Brady not getting along. I think, you know, that maybe they're not best friends, but I don't think it's like a huge, you know, sticking point. There are rumors of that with Brady in New England too, you know, when saying that's one of the reasons why he left. He didn't get along with Belichick as well. I, I don't know. I don't buy into that. The whole uh I, I do think though it's a great situation for Antonio Brown. When you talk about he was used to be coached by Bruce Arians in Pittsburgh back in the day. So obviously Arians has that rapport with him. Uh, he was with the Patriots. Brown was with the Patriots for a very short time in, you know, in training camp, I, I believe it was last year. I don't think he actually played in any regular season games, if I remember. But so he does is at least familiar with Brady. So I think it's a good situation for him. Obviously, he's had a lot of off the field problems, as has Des Bryant. So, you know, who knows? But I, look, I'm not going out to like run and pick up these guys on my fantasy team, but I do think it makes it a little interesting, especially for the Bucks because they feel like they're right there, you know, competing for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wyatt, what do you got for us? This week I am talking about the unfortunate news of Kenyon Drake's, uh, Kenyon Drake's ankle injury on Sunday night. Very upsetting. I'm hoping he recovers and we have him for the rest of the season. But I think he may be out for a couple weeks, maybe hopefully just one week or maybe no weeks. And next time they play, he's back out. But, you know, I'm hoping he's all all right. He got x-rays that night, actually. So apparently they came out negative. I think he's going to be A-OK. We'll just have to see. Yeah, that's interesting. Kendrick is a good running back. But do you guys think he's that big of an upgrade over Chase Edmonds, their backup? Mm. I think he is. Yeah. Because he has a lot of potential to be great still because now he's on the Cardinals. He's on a winning team now. He used to be on my Dolphins, and that was a horrible thing to happen to him. I'd be very – I'm very hesitant to call the Cardinals a winning team. I mean, they were, what, 5-10-1 and 10 and one last year? right now. Yeah, but last year they're five, ten, and one. They they're not exactly you know the Steelers, the Patriots, or one of these established. But they did. But they they just got Kenny Drake in the last two games of the season. So now he's starting off great. Actually, he has perfect good numbers. Stats are over. He all has over eighty yard games. He has two touchdowns. I just feel like he has a lot of potential to be in this Cardinal team than David Johnson was. Yeah, that's tough. I I don't know. I I it hurts their team, no doubt. Is he that? big of a difference maker I don't know I mean Chase Edmonds kind of fits with their team well so I don't see it being as that big of a drop-off but I guess we'll see I mean my bigger concern I guess would be if Chase Edmonds goes down well now what do you got I think they have DJ Foster on the roster you know a few other backs that have had spot duty but now I think you're really in a hole if Chase Edmonds were to get hurt whereas Chase Edmonds like I said if I had him on my fantasy team right now I'd be sitting pretty I'd feel really good about myself well, I'm going to stick with the world of sports for our world of football, excuse me, for my what did I miss? Now, the Cowboys are arguably one of the bigger disappointments in the NFL so far this season. I know we're only, you know, six, seven games in, but 
they're sitting at, I believe, two and five right now, the Cowboys. And and honestly, just with the way the NFC East is, they still have a shot, which is kind of crazy. Like they're still right in the mix for that playoff spot. But I don't know if it could get any worse. Like you you lose Dash, Dak Prescott a week ago uh, to a season-ending injury. <clears throat> You're the defense is not good. You Andy Dalton was hurt this week in the game, you know, and there were some uh, questions about that and stuff like that. And did the team respond? But after the game in the press conference, I don't know if you guys saw it, Coach Mike Nolan, who's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, uh, had this happen during his press conference. Obviously, the frustration for him as well is just, you know, look, when he misses him, nobody, oh, excuse me, I got something in my eye. He's had some Tabasco on my finger. And my eye, that wasn't good. Oh, that was good. It's terrible. I'm sorry. The old uh, the old Tabasco in the eye trick is uh, is one that I've never I've never seen in a press conference before. I've never look. I, I'm older than you guys. I've been around on this earth a while. I've never once seen anyone get Tabasco in their eye, let alone in a football press conference. What did you guys make of that? that little clip um it was funny and i was just real i'm just thinking um if he knew he had um hot sauce why would he rub his eyes but okay (laughs) i I would say that's a fair question (laughs) but i don't know what your guys hot sauce experience is personally i i do eat hot sauce occasionally i'm not a big like spicy guy but i've never like got it on my finger and then rubbed my eyes like like that just seems so obscure i don't know maybe that's just why what's the also about the (laughs) go ahead also i want to talk about that where you're talking about like they'd the cowboys have a horrible defense offense to me i think it's more of the coaching that's going wrong because cowboys have an amazing offense to me they have Dak prescott is injured i know that but like if you look at the stats and you look at what the team offensive team they have, like CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Zach Martin, Tyrone Smith, Dak Prescott, and Zeke. That's an amazing offense. That's a Super Bowl contender. But I just feel like it's just the coaching's fault. It's like an Adam Gase kind of things that's happening with them. They pile on Adam Gase right now. The water is warm. I, I would say now the Cowboys yes, I mean they have a whole new coaching staff. I, I believe they were like seven and nine or eight and eight last year. You know, just just out of the playoffs, Jason Garrett gets fired basically because he couldn't take him to that next step. Uh, you bring in Mike McCarthy, who is a Super Bowl title, but obviously they've taken a huge step back so far this season. And and granted, there's still time. You know, it's they're two and five, and they're not out of it yet. But I I don't know. I think it's a combination of of a few things. Now their offensive line. Some of the guys you mentioned, like Tyron Smith, he's out. You know, they they haven't played with their whole offensive line all year, so it's been. That that's tough. When you don't have your offensive line, you can't run the ball. You know, obviously Dak gets hurt, Andy Dalton's hurt. They're in a tough spot. But uh, their seventh round rookie. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting thrown into the fire this week. You know, he's going to be out there. I don't know who they have as their backup, um, or if they're looking at bringing in someone off the bench. You know, obviously they've had to to uh, bring in somebody off their practice squad as a as a backup, but. That's going to be a, a tricky situation. I mean, look, the Cardinals went through that a few years ago. They were starting guys like Max Hall and some, you know, undrafted fifth, sixth round rookie quarterbacks. It's just mm-hmm. not 
not a good recipe for winning football games, you know, no matter what. But, I mean, their defense, Mike Nolan, you know, hot sauce guy, was in charge of the defense. They're last in basically every single defensive category right now. They're last in scoring defense. Uh, they're last in rushing defense. They're uh, 27th overall in total defense. It's just not not a good situation for them. And so um, I, I don't know what he was eating. That, that would have been my follow-up question in that press conference. Well, what were you eating that you got Tabasco sauce on your hands? Yeah. That's that's really the mystery that we need to look at. You know, was it, you know, some Taco Bell tacos? Was it uh, – I don't know if you guys have ever been in a locker room before, like a professional locker room or even college, but usually they'll have uh, food when the players come back, like a spread kind of in a room off to the side, and players can just go pick up, you know, whatever they need and, and refuel and get some food. So I'm guessing that's where he got the food from, but I don't know. You know? Mike Nolan was eating on the sideline. <laughs> you, th you think he just had, you know, some – Hot sauce in his pocket. I think he was eating on the sideline. Was just powering down like a Doritos taco, you know, right? Yeah. Right during right in the third quarter. I don't know. That's he's gonna feel that after thirty minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Just a sad situation, but but to get it in your eye, like I, I would imagine that would be extremely painful. I've gotten some things in my eye before, but hot sauce, I I can confidently say, is not one of them. So, but that. That kind of wraps us up for today. We will end on the hot sauce note. Uh, boys, thank you very much for uh, coming on the program again, doing this dish from the den, trying to bring some light to Canyon View Athletics. we got some big things going on. Please check out cvjags.com for all the latest information. You can also check out information on azpreps365.com. Just do a search for Canyon View, and you can see some of the big things that we have going on here at the school so aaron wyatt anything you want to say to our fans before we go um stay safe out there because you know what the COVID's still running but i hope all of you have a great day thank you for tuning in thank you guys we are out